0: that try and give self-help they give this symbol of like a mirror mirror on the wall seeing your own reflection seeing your own shadow like you and then your alter ego and so they always talk about like still water and a flowing stream you look down like in that movie lion king whenever he looks over into the water and he's like i don't see my father and then like his father appears on the water it's like these symbols are showing like there's something to be gained by a stillness a reflection of yourself so dreams for me are this like quintessential, this like pinnacle, this, this tip top best way to see your reflection.
1: Okay, hello everybody, welcome back to Lucid Living Podcast. Today I'm excited to have Deacon on for this episode. He's a mechanical engineer turned YouTuber, and you can find him on his channel. It's Deacon's Honest Attempt, and it's spelled D E K E N S. Okay. And he also offers free dream interpretations at Deacon Does Dreams at gmail.com. And any uh, info, I'll be listing it in the description for you guys. So, Deacon, I wanted to, um, something I, w- I was interested in was that, um, First off, well, just so everybody knows, uh I I found you through my comment section. Um, saw your channel and uh love the fact that you're doing dream interpretation, you're talking a lot about you know self-development. I saw some of your videos, you know, you're documenting the journey, which is something I love mm-hmm. to see. Um it was very similar to what I was doing in the beginning, like a few years ago. Um, and another similarity was I actually was also an engineer. Um, at least I was studying to become an engineer it was biomedical engineering at asu and then i actually switched over to psychology so nice (laughs) yeah, yeah yeah so during that during that time i was actually reading a lot um into uh psychology carl Jung, like all of the um psychoanalytic theories and and that stuff was really helping me out in my journey so so i'm curious you know what what was the switch what was why why the switch from mechanical engineering to youtube can you elaborate on that?
0: Yeah. Uh, first off, thanks for letting me on the show. Just trying to get my feet wet into YouTube and kind of new to the experience. And the, yeah, whenever you said, come on podcast, I said, you know, this is scary. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's figure yeah. it out. Let's get to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's how it is. The the big switch, to be honest, I was reading a lot of Carl Jung, doing a lot of work. I used to work at a company called Volkswagen they have a okay. manufacturing plant in Tennessee and I was helping like manage a project launch a new vehicle all throughout 2020, 2021. And it was uh kind of stressful to work through it all. And I was reading a little bit more, getting into Carl Jung, uh, really enjoying his stuff. And then uh, like understanding some of his concepts, I came across the one where he's like, the loss of soul or like the slackening of consciousness or like, Losing your go, And I was like getting a little worried about it. I was like learning more about it. It was like kind of thinking, am I going through this? Am I feeling this? You
1: said losing your what, sorry?
0: Like my uh, my go juice, my Oh, energy, okay. My, I see. Kind of like, like a
1: depression, right?
0: Yes, exactly. Perfect word. Depression. That's an even better one. I'd always been someone who doesn't connect with my emotions at all. Very stoic, very non communicative communicative very not social and so like saying do you think going through a depression i just was just ignoring it just been like i could never go through a depression i'm just a happy guy all the time i could never do that and it was weighing on me more and more and i was realizing like hey i'm uh i'm not enjoying this like life doesn't have that same kind of pull i'm not so excited about everything and so uh read more and more and i started uh writing down just dreams just writing them down early in the year, early twenty twenty one. Yeah, didn't know what they meant. Just was convinced I should write them down. And then about halfway through the year, I starting to like take my my chance at understanding what they meant. And that uh, part of it was kind of explained to me: "Hey, you need to go on an adventure. You should quit your job."
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's awesome. And now you're in Costa Rica,
0: <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. The driver was hey. If I'm going to quit my job and uh, try and pursue something like creative or worthwhile or like, you know, makes you happy or motivates you, you know, swing to the fences. <laughs> yeah. Go somewhere where it's like uh, there's uh, a community or a group of people or just like sounds like an adventure, sounds like something where you'd want to enjoy. And so Costa Rica kind of just, yeah. That niche.
1: And, and how's it been since you've made that change?
0: Pretty tough. Pretty, Pretty tough. tough. The job or the move were both.
1: Well, um, kind of like in in um, I guess lessons you've learned or things you've been understanding.
0: Just trying to communicate to like people I worked with, friends, family, people. Um, it's super, super, super hard to like explain like the subjective, personal point of view and have like I'm just not good at connecting with, other, with others in general. So trying to explain it, I was just not hitting the right points, not convincing people, not saying the right things not getting through and so it's like really tough to see all your friends all the people that you associate with kind of just slowly fade into the background and they start to shun you and you start to feel alienated and lonely and so it's been it's been tough
1: yeah i mean i i know i can relate to that because uh when i did the shift it did it was pretty lonely i'm not gonna lie because it's like you're going you're going on a path that nobody really I mean not nobody, but a lot of people don't understand, and you know people say, pursue your passion or whatever, but even even in the psychology like psychology and knowing yourself, that path is so hard um because you know there's a path of like I'm gonna be a creative I'm gonna be an artist and then mm-hmm. but the path of I want to understand myself like at the deepest level uh it's lonely because no not a lot of people are doing it, and I feel like. Yeah. For me, uh, like the philosophers and um, the psychologists, they all had like a, a very f- similar way of thinking. And and that way of thinking was something that really resonated with me because I felt like I thought the same way. And I feel like you and I can relate where like I also was in that and like I didn't feel good being where I was at. You know, I was I was uh I was studying engineering and I was pretty depressed. I couldn't get up. And I was, I was always on my, on everything. Like I was working out, I was journaling every day and I, and I was getting good grades and everything. But at one point I just, I just stopped wanting to go to class and, and I understood, you know, I, I feel like my soul just wants something else. And yeah. yeah. yeah And, and so you kind of go through this transformation where you sort of just discard your, your old self, right? Like you let go and, and everything that yes. is associated with that, right? Like your friends, your family, your, um like your life basically it's it's gone yeah, yeah. well it's not gone but you know you're just like and, and so i can say it's you know me right now like you have to go through that you know because i i've come to a place where now my fa- my family is a little more integrated into my system you know my friends like i've got new friends i might know some i got some older friends that I kind of deal with but really communicating the things i was going through it's still very hard right now and i and I will say that, um, that I feel you. So like, I don't know, what is it that, um, that you really want to connect with people on? Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I don't think you're bad at connecting. I just don't think you're connecting with the right people. So what is the one thing that you really want to connect on people with?
0: That's a, it's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everybody has this conception of what religion is or what, meaning is or destiny or purpose and we all kind of have this taboo like i don't talk about that that's strange like it's like politics and religion don't talk about those things but we have that organ we have that function we have that brain capacity and it's just it's something that is super like it just brings the life in you and it brings the connection between you and other people it's basically your question was what do i want to like bring to the table, what do I want to, what message, what do I want to achieve from this is to be able to connect with other people to bring that aspect of my life out because like everybody was raised in a certain way. Mm -hmm. I was raised in a certain way that gave me some peculiarities around like isolation. I was born into a family of six kids uh, and I was a middle kid. So the oldest got kind of the responsibility and the leadership attributes and then the youngers kind of got more of the adoring the attention the doting, and somehow i was in the middle and i was just kind of this quiet introverted like leave me alone kind of person and so i built up these like really strange walls and some of those walls were like these like like imagination and sense of belonging and meaning and like creative pursuit and just purpose and it's really really hard to it's like it's hard to bring that out it's a peculiarity that i was kind of raised into and i'm trying mm-hmm. to live it out yeah not just be so isolated
1: and it's some it's it's like you're breaking the you're trying to break the walls both within yourself and with others um mm-hmm. have you has has there been i mean i know that in the on the journey okay wait i got one question though do you know your <laughs> your myers-briggs personality
0: yeah
1: yeah what what, um, what are you uh, what is it
0: introverted i'm a little bit more on the judging side i flip between judging and perceiving
1: and perceiving but i'm
0: a hundred percent thinking like so thinking so you're intj normal.
1: yeah intj yeah. okay that's me yeah yeah we're a similar type that's awesome there's not many mm-hmm. of us out there i'm just saying you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, we have to, we have to go into the internet and, um, and really look for connection there. Cause it's not, it's not very easy yeah. to connect with an, I don't know, with an INTJ. Um, mm-hmm. for me, um, I guess it, it's just all connected, you know, cause the personality, the tendencies, the, the reactions that you have towards your emotions, like all those things, they shape your relationships with people. And then also with yourself, like. It is, um, it is very important. And, and so the reason I asked was because, you know, I understand like completely like what you're talking about. And I know that along my journey, when I was like books saved, saved me, you know what I mean? Like books were my mm-hmm. happy place and and they still are. Like um yesterday I just started picking up an, like a, a relationship book and I was just thinking like, you know, people talk about mentors, but these books have been my mentors for, you know, it's like years of just, um, experience distilled into this one thing but uh what what have been some uh people that you do connect with and i'm guessing these are people you know maybe like authors or um forms of thought or or even religions or specific theories um what were some big ones that really resonated with you
0: that's good i like that point i like how you were saying like connecting with people and the things that are brought up through books and connecting in books Mm -hmm. it's like we're suggestible people like what we are as humans are we like to be in a community we like to have other people around us we like to talk we like to have dialogue and yeah if you can't have it person to person via the internet is a good option via book is a good option via letter is a good option Over the phone is a good option yeah yeah we are suggestible people so it's like it's good to surround yourself with people and the people who you surround yourself with they help mold you and bring you about and so reading books is the kind of people that you hang out with the kind of suggestions you get so yeah to answer your question now it's my favorite has been uh some philosophers back in the day my favorite's probably seneca seneca huge. okay mm-hmm. i know a, a small
1: little yeah. bit can you i know a little bit about him can you explain like you know what exactly you like about his stuff
0: yeah he um He was in an age, like, roughly at the turn of BC to AD kind of thing. Like, he was living in 40 AD, 40 to 100 AD. So, it was in this, like, religious construction, this, like, Western thought, this uh, Greek Roman times kind of stuff. And um, if I'm not wrong, he had a pretty good career as, like, a smart person, as a Senate guy or something like that. And then uh, he helped coach someone that did uh had a really good career as uh like a militia guy i don't really want to name any names but it would be like i don't know maybe alexander the great or something like that yeah some yeah. some guy i know
1: i know aristotle was his mentor wasn't he like was uh alexander great's mentor yeah some,
0: okay i don't know exactly but we're, yeah. we're hitting yeah around he, it. yeah yeah
1: people people knew him right
0: don't <laughs> fact check us
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know we're, we're just we're just uh trying to make connections here but we're we're
0: better at knowing what's being said as opposed to history is good yeah
1: yeah
0: um but uh he spent a lot of his life a part of this group called the stoics back in the time back in that day there were stoics and epicureans and epicurean was like sensual pleasure um body pleasure like friends like things you can experience um through the senses and then the stoics were like this like culty religion of uh duty and honor and stuff. Right. Um but they got this really good uh dynamic where the Stoics and, and the Epicureans are like god, oh, we don't like each other at all, but Seneca was able to be like, you know what? This Epicurus guy, he's uh he's got some good shit in there like
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I like what he's saying. Okay. Um, so he's he spent a lot of time just taking the real logical classical philosophic thought and kind of bring it to extreme like there's no electricity. There's no um, they, like. There's not a bunch of like luxuries out there. But mm-hmm. they've got their brains and they've got extra time on their hand, and they don't have to do like working fields. So they're they're just pouring themselves into like books and thoughts and philosophy and stuff. So he does a, a good job kind of explaining the basics of what a good life is. Okay. Kind of okay. And what,
1: what are some of the um, what are some of the things that you've incorporated in your life that you, you feel like they're working out or you, you see some light in them
0: say it to me again or give me some more context kind of give me more of what the question is to help me yeah. out
1: so you know um what are some philosophies that you've em- you've embodied that really you can see yourself turning into you know you because you're, you're struggling right you know you're talking about the mm-hmm. struggle so So what has been like a concept or like an actual like philosophy that you feel have just been able to push you through that struggle? And, and um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I got you. Uh, He wrote a bunch of, uh, he he wrote a couple of things. My favorite is he wrote like seven books and one of them, which I would read like probably 30 times, 40 times was on the shortness of life. So it's like a hour long read. It's pretty short book. And it kind of just goes on to say every day people go throughout their life and they treat time as this resource that comes from a supply that's overflowing and that they can always get more of. But in reality, time is this thing that has a finite resource. It goes, it passes, and then you can't get it again. So it is the most valuable resource and he gave a bunch of like modern examples of people wasting time and kind of the big problem with that and so i listened to that and uh man it was just like it hit every morning every every morning i was going like amen brother hell yeah (laughs) that's right you get it (laughs) yeah you've not heard it the day before the weeks before but every time i listened to it just got jazzed up like yeah you know like i don't want to waste the day I don't want to spend my whole life regretting or like spending on things that aren't going to be worthwhile. Like I want to put it towards something that feels right. So,
1: yeah. Okay. And, and so you got into, that's when you got into, um, dream, dream interpretation is that that's something that is worth your time that you feel is worth it. Right.
0: Yeah. So a little, a little history, uh, 2020 was kind of tough. I spent a lot of the time playing video games. Like I just played a bunch of video games, drank every day, gained a lot of weight. And then came into 2021 feeling kind of off-filter, not balanced. And uh, this was like, had a mood to fix it. So I spent a lot of 2021 fixing it. And then in mid year, I decided, you know what? I've got a a girlfriend that happened four years. Let's get married. I want to have some kids. Like let's get a jump on life. And so these kind of like coming back from from, you know the pandemic into a more working atmosphere in 2021 and like losing weight breaking bad habits like getting out of isolation i was like turning one step into the next good action to the next like building some steam and so yeah. it took a while but uh i was building that steam in 2021 and then 2022 it kind of just like totally took on a life of its own i was really 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 getting into carl young in early 2022 and right. uh he Every single book he re- who wrote that I read, he would give some, like, some little taste of, like, yeah. dreams as a useful tool. Okay. And so I was like, "Dang, dude, he's, he's got it. Okay. What is this thing about dreams? Okay. I don't understand. Maybe I should start writing down. And he kept on saying in his book, like, you know, dreams, this, dreams, that, dreams, this, dreams, that. I was like, okay, okay. All right. I'll just write them down. Try to remember them. Mm-hmm. And that's how it started.
1: Okay. And so... What are some things that um, why should people look into dreams?
0: Okay. Why should people look into dreams? Um, in human terms, I kind of go off in the clouds when I try and convince other people. It's like. Or, it, or how about
1: for it, you? Why did records. you? Yeah. Why, how about let's take it away from people. Let's do it to you. Why?
0: Why do you think it's
1: important for yourself? Why do you do it?
0: For, okay. Yeah, that's great. That's good. It's uh, it's like a lot of people that try and give self-help they give this symbol of like a mirror 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 on the wall kind of stuff like that like seeing your own reflection seeing your own shadow like you and then your alter ego or something like this and so they always talk about like still water and a flowing stream you look down like in that movie lion king whenever he looks over into the water and he's like i don't see my father and then like his father appears on the water it's like these symbols are showing like there's something to be gained by a stillness, a reflection of yourself. So dreams, for me, are this like quintessential, this like pinnacle, this just tip-top best way to see your reflection.
1: Okay, all right, I, I can definitely because I've, I've I've read extensively on on dreams, and I've also have some experience with uh, with dream with dream interpretation. And I could definitely elaborate on that where I feel like, you know, after a while, at least, you know, after really diving deep into Young's work, you really get the feeling that it's a, it's a whole, it's a, it's like a sub reality or like a, um, it's like the other side, you know, of the, of the, like, if there was a, like water, it's like the, like the underground, right? Like the unconscious, right? and um and and people and it's you know we could use that metaphor the mirror let's use that metaphor where you know you're walking around in your day-to-day maybe you're on the beach or you're in the lake and you see your reflect, your reflection on the lake and it's a little distorted and now if you take the dive into that bam like that's the that's the whole unconscious it's a whole new world within the ocean or within the lake um whole new um undiscovered but deeply connected to like everything else in your life right so that's a that's a really good metaphor and i guess um you know what's some what's an exciting thing for you like what what is it that um i want to get a good question here where like <laughs> you're like you're you're um what's a, i don't know what's an interesting like thing that you found out about yourself through dreams yeah what's something interesting that you found out about yourself
0: that's a good one. Oh. I'll try and like start splurting it out, and it will like find its form yeah, a
1: little well, bit. Well, yeah, that's how it's got to be done sometimes.
0: Uh huh. Uh Yeah, I didn't know. I definitely didn't know that I'm a huge like. We already talked about that. I have I like isolation, and I don't connect well with my feelings. I kind of suppress those. But yeah, I just didn't know how deep it goes. Like every time i think oh yeah dude like this is going to change my life this is going to help me out once i start like seeing how i'm not treating my wife well how i'm not responding to her how i'm like ignoring my friends and family how i'm brushing things down like refusing to acknowledge certain aspects of life okay once i once i bring this in once i start treating people better once I start like working on what's valuable to me, I'm going to start being such a better person. And then you try and integrate that just a little bit and then find that, Oh man, here's another layer. Yeah. Another layer. It just, keeps, and it's like, you can't get to the bottom of it. Uh, I think right now, probably the biggest thing is that I've got a whole lot of sensitive nature, a whole lot of, I feel bad. I feel good. I get really elevated, huge mood swings. I feel a lot and Mm. i just don't let it it, i don't acknowledge it and it's it's like killing me inside but i don't i don't notice it and whenever i do dreams and dream interpretation and help trying to understand myself it brings out these different ways that i'm like playing tricks i'm swinging above i'm not touching the ground i'm i'm off in the cloud somewhere playing space cadet. you know
1: yeah that's interesting I um that and the 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 thing here is this really this big idea of the other side of your personality and it's also it's also the underdeveloped side of your personality. So you think about, for example, with INTJ, like I, I was big into Myers Briggs because um mm-hmm. personality type. I was huge on it. I wanted to get to know myself, but then what I found out was that people else like the those types INTJ um they have the other side of it right the the you know introvert versus extrovert and um through well first off they the myers-briggs like people everybody involved in that would mention your inferior self like the inferior type which is the underdeveloped type you know so feeling versus uh what is it feeling feeling versus what thinking right yeah so if you're a thinker then you're probably a shitty feeler like that's just uh, Uh most of the time how it goes right and and if you're an introvert you're a pretty you know if you're heavily introverted you're pretty bad at extroversion right um at being extroverted um and it's not just through and it's not something that's fixed right and and i think when we're talking about dreams we get that this idea because you're going through it yourself where you know, there's so many layers, so many things that you have to go through, but little by little, you're kind of able to integrate them into you and you become a little more sensitive. You become a little more, um, you know, empathetic, a little more expressive. And, um, and so you're kind of recovering lost parts of yourself, right? Yeah. And so then we get into this, this thing where I think, you know, the, have you, have you looked into individuation? I'm pretty sure you've heard of it, right? Yeah,
0: I like that. I like that
1: a lot. Yeah, so the actual, this is dope because then we look into personality type and Carl Jung, and this is something that I, that I kind of just like intuitive, intuitively grasped as, as I saw my own journey and my own personality shifts. But um, uh, Carl Jung said that, you know, individuation is really just kind of like the the balancing of these types, you know, the balancing of the introvert into the extrovert turning into an ambivert, for example. You know, or you know, balancing your thinking type with your feeling type, your feeling personality and and the judging with with the uh what was what's the other part of the judging per, per perceiving? perceiving? Yeah, know. yeah. So that's kind of like the process of self-actualization. Um, and I do think that a lot of people are missing out on a big um opportunity for you know actualizing themselves. So um one of the big things, for example, I was talking to a friend and she had a lot of dreams and um, kind of, you know, like dreams, like nightmares of like an ex-boyfriend, for example. And and I would she was a very spiritual type. But then I asked her, like, do you read? Do you meditate? And she didn't. And I said, well, you are in the you are a very extroverted person. Obviously, you feel very, you know, she was having a hard time it was covid and everything. And I was, I was thinking like, if you sat down and read and try to get to know yourself at the, you know, introspective level, you would see this is your dreams because your dreams are telling you to do that. You know, they tell you to reflect and to see within what's going on and you would have, and and through doing that, you will actually understand why and also uh, why those dreams are happening. And then also you understand yourself a little bit better. So, and I don't know what happened to her. I haven't talked to her in a while, but you know, that's just something that I, that I understood that um, I think a lot of people are walking through their lives not just like really just boxing themselves into this one thing that I'm an introvert or, or you know, um, I'm just this one person and it's fixed. So I think that's kind of connected to, you know, also an issue that people don't want to connect people. It's hard to connect with people because a lot of people just want to stay in that lane. So, yeah. uh, I mean, do you, do you feel like that that's kind of happened in your life also?
0: Uh, where I want to say like closed up and closed off and, and stuff like that, or that I'm experiencing other people that are yeah you know, being closed off.
1: The other people part where it's I, kind of, yeah.
0: Yeah. There's, I have this favorite quote, or but, but a bunch of people said it. It's like anyone who disdains the key won't be able to open the door. Uh, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Right. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. It's this, oh, and then like Carl Jung's favorite one is something in Latin, but it's like they lead the willing, they drag the unwilling. So it's this idea that like there's things larger than you, larger than everybody. We're all connected to it. And you can decide to be with it. To go willingly, or you're just going to be dragged unwillingly. If you don't want the answer, if you just stain the key, you'll never be allowed to unlock the door. If you never have a learning mindset, you won't learn from anything. But if you have a learning mindset, everything will teach you. So it's yeah. all these things are tying on to this idea that's like the whole point I feel like that I've been kind of unraveling for myself is life is about an intention, it's about like an attitude, it's about a way of having rapport. Like I'm an individual. I can connect with all types of individuals, objects, things in my life. I have to have rapport, connection. I have to be able to relate. I have to be able to reach out, make a connection with other things. If you don't want that connection, if you want to stay isolated, if you don't want to make connections. If you don't want to have rapport, then you won't. So it's all about
1: like having the honest attempt. Plug the channel. Yeah, the honest attempt. <laughs> hey, okay. <laughs> Plug that in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I like it. And um what so the the thing there is um what what have you seen, like what are some noticeable changes that you've seen in yourself? I know you said you got mood swings. Um, for example, for me, uh after developing or working on self-development like in this way, I would I would watch a movie and i'd actually tear up you know i used to not tear up you know i was very like uh i was a cold dude um and then you know after that like i was like oh i'm actually crying right now and it's not that bad but you know (laughs) what what has been some uh what has been some uh some something like that you know where you know changes in your physiology changes in your reaction maybe changes in uh, um you know just facing fear maybe um Mm -hmm. how's that look like
0: Totally what you were saying. Like, I'd always pride myself as someone that would never cry during rom-coms or sad theme movies. But like, I don't know, last six months, year, something like that, I've been just letting it in, man. I just like, I cry at great movies. I'm always like, you know, I never had any interest in watching business Princess movies. And now I'm like, yo, frozen Scott and locked down, dude. Yeah. Like he's like Cinderella when I watched that dude. I was I was like, damn, these these chicks are mean. Like <laughs> I, I I would I would start like tearing up and getting upset. Like I was feeling these kinds of uh like relationships and situations and emotions that these people are going through but i just kind of just let pass me by one ear through the other like sweep under the rug kind of thing so i've been able to really enjoy movies now and i like super get teared up like i'll put on a good movie and if it hits right i'll cry like <laughs> the whole yeah movie.
1: yeah that's dope and and what about what about um I see you have a variety of interests. Um, you know, did these did these interests, like, what, what was the turning point? You know, because usually for me, um, I, like, I got really into fitness, um, really into just really diving into creativity. Um, you know, what comes as a result of, you know, awakening to the, you know, your inner self or these, you know, this, these shadow selves? What have you experienced?
0: I understand it from an intellectual level, but also from a feeling level. From an intellectual level, Carl Jung talks about you don't experience anything new, you just re experience what you had before. So, things that you went through as a child, certain interests that you had whenever you were a kid that were like left unopened or were traumatic or something like this, they kind of get like that, that casket, that treasure, that vault looks like appealing again. Like, for instance, I was just going through my dreams, writing down dreams, and then one night, uh, I had this crazy dream where I had the wise old man in it. And uh, it was this Asian guy and he was juggling a bunch of balls. And I woke up and I was like, I forgot I used to love how to juggle. And so <laughs> like, it like totally woke me up to this thing that when I was a kid, like eight years old, I went to this like a talent show and I learned how to juggle and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then the years had passed a couple years later and I had just kept on neglecting the juggle. And at a certain point, I wake up, I'm 27, and uh, I forgot that I love how to juggle. And so, dreams will help open up these doors that you close, these kind of interests that you uh, ran into as a kid or that you experienced in your younger life and that you will be wanting to reunite with because YouTube kind of sounds like a strange thing for me to want to get into. I've always had like an interest in YouTube, but... I made a YouTube video at one point, like in 2008, and it was just such a bad video. I yeah. used to play this video <laughs> game called RuneScape, and yeah, yeah. Uh, like you know, what it is. I know, well, I know, I I know RuneScape a-, a
1: little bit. But go ahead.
0: Okay, I just wanted to make a video about it because I saw other people doing it, and it was all the rage back then.
1: Yeah. And
0: I made a really bad video, and I didn't know what I was doing, and I posted it, and I felt really like like just super like ashamed, just like general sadness about it and like embarrassed. And and I just kind of, and then every time I thought like, hey, I want to quit my job and do YouTube for a living. I never had the courage to do that. I never had the the rationale, the kind of subjective confidence that it took to kind of take that leap of faith. And so going through this, going through this awakening, this growth mindset, it's reopening Juggling, it's reopening. YouTube making, it's reopening. Like all these intense feelings, very sensitive guy that I've been totally locking down, not allowing to pass through. It's I'm, I'm letting those things through. It's, it feels really yeah. like
1: good. And and uh, what would you say, would you say that has anything? Would would you say this is kind of like a healing process?
0: Yes, huge. Yeah, massive, massive yeah. healing process.
1: Awesome. Cause I, um, I'm thinking about, I don't know, we have pretty similar interests. That's, that's something, that, you know, <laughs> cause I can tell you like from where I, where I, where I stood was I would, I would journal every day. You know, um, I read a lot from the Stoics, um, mm-hmm. you know, big Marcus Aurelius, uh, guy and, um, yeah, you know, what's up. And, and so he, <laughs> Uh, I was like, man, like I, I, gotta write down my thoughts. And for a long time, I thought I sucked at writing. I thought I sucked at English because yes. um, I hated English class. You know, I, I just, I hated the, I, the fact that, I, yeah, <laughs> I hated the fact that somebody could look at my writing and tell me that it was, it sucked. You know, yeah, like it's a B or it's a C or, um, and. I, I feel like the whole idea, I thought that writing just was supposed to be objective. Like, if you get the point, you get the point. Like, I, I, the whole idea of persuading and, um, you know, pathos, ethos, logos. I was a logos guy, right? Like, mm-hmm. concise, uh, get it done. And when it came to English class, I kinda, I I would put in the work, but then it was very discouraging, after, you know. And so... I would always. It was that one class that I always got to be in. For example, you know, and um, and during the the time where you know I stopped doing English for, I stopped writing for a class, and I started writing it for myself. You know, just journaling and and doing creating this safe space around writing down my thoughts and really just expressing myself freely without anybody really having to judge it. You know, as I did that, I awakened to you know a, a, a liking or um, a tendency to want to express myself through writing. And it became a, a, a place for me to feel good, right? And, and so, you know, when, when I started doing that, you know, even more ideas kept flowing in into who I wanted to become. So I would constantly question, you know, who do I want to be? What kind of things do I want to do? I was watching YouTube channels, a lot of YouTube, self-improvement, um, big on all of that. And, and I was like, I want to be like these guys, you know, I want to talk about, you know, what's helped me. But in my own way, because there's a lot of stuff that I've learned and um, that I feel like has really helped me out. So that I, I guess, you know, for the first year that I did it, it was very half, you know, just half ass, not too too much uh, effort into it. But I did it. And now I'm more into it. I had to, I, like I decided I'm not going to be uh, um, de- going deeper into psychology I'm not gonna do my masters right now, at least for now na- for now, maybe in the future. But I wanted to be like a YouTuber and try to teach people what I've learned. And um and so now I've opened myself up to, you know, a bunch of different things. Like I see, do you edit your videos? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I see. Like you have a you have an interesting <laughs> workflow, dude. Like I like your videos. I like the i like the edits i like the it's like you know it's it's dope i i think it's i think it's a nice thing that you're doing i think that um you know with time you'll develop even more skills and you're gonna just like create some nice edits um and they're they're already good right now but you know um more time and just it'll get better and uh so like yeah i love that like now now i love editing now i love like i'm in i'm I started taking courses in After Effects and and all that stuff. Uh, like that's kind of on pause right now. But you know, um you I just it just became this thing where like I just oh, like the more you get into one thing, the more you want to get into the next thing. Like you just want to keep exploring, you know? Um so that's something big for me and uh have you have you looked into, you know, what is your relationship with spirituality? I'm curious about that because I I feel like the like when you get to this point, you're kind of questioning and you want to really get a good sense of what it is.
0: Yeah. How I started, I think, was kind of common. Most people went to church or some kind of religious organization as a kid. Same for me. When I was a kid, my parents read to us a lot. Like, they used to wake us up in the morning before school to read scripture to us. So I was raised very, like, in that. It's a very family-oriented, very, like, intentional like disciplinary way of learning about spirituality Mm -hmm. and that kind of led into how i related to other people about spirituality i was very much like i'm going to preach to you about it i'm going to give you the lesson you're going to listen to me kind of thing And there's only one way and it's very dogmatic and so for a long time i i felt like you know everybody looks up to their dad and so i looked at my dad and that's how he taught it to me so i was like seeing and trying to practice this kind of very rigid disciplinary spirituality on other people. And I was finding out slowly, uh, after many years, like nobody wanted to listen. It wasn't a a good way of connecting. And so I like lost interest. It just fell off after a while, like some time in puberty. And I didn't regain it. I didn't have like any connection with it from like the age of 15 until two years ago in 2021. And it was just like a re... Revivification of it and so now it's like I, I I'm still learning about that about my peculiarities around spirituality when I grew up and so I'm working to be more dialoguing more helpful more connecting with it as opposed to just standing on a high pedestal speaking down at people yeah. hey this is spirituality this is how you, you can't you can't do it this way you have to do it my way and so yeah. Now spirituality is something where I'm like trying to like. There's more than one way. There's so many different ways to experience spirituality. It's an attitude. It's uh, an orient- orientation towards life. It's a way of going about life. It's a connection with life. It's wherever you find that life, wherever it's living. If you can make a connection to it, a neural link, like that is spirituality. So there's no need to separate, alienate, point out like create barriers between it it should be about connection not isolation
1: yeah and it's interesting because i feel like a lot of religions kind of you know isolate just with because of dogma right mm-hmm. yeah I agree. and uh, you know i i that's a pretty similar um i i also had like a pretty similar up, upbringing where my, my parents were catholic and um i really disconnected from the religion during during my also like during puberty I think I became very rational and you know kind of a kind of atheist um yeah, yeah 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 and then um yeah and so after a while though I kind of became a little more agnostic and then I didn't go into I tried religion and again and it didn't work like horrible experience for me um and then uh, but I knew there was something there so that's when I set out to really question the dove, dove into the Um, I really like the idea of meditating. I really like that. I was like, I got into it and, and the experiences that I had, I I, I still have, like, they've been awesome, you know? So do you have, do you have a a practice like that? Your own um, spiritual practice?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I first learned about it from like my health guru guy. He's a real smart cookie and he had a podcast and he kept on saying first thing that's most important in your life is your deficits like if you're not sleeping enough sleep more if you're not eating well eat well if you're exercising exercise and then he would always make the fourth one about managing distress managing stress in your life and he would say meditation or practices or stuff like that and for a long time like a year or two i was like whatever whatever about this like distress thing and then you know i just started to give it a go and i've been practicing meditation like Lots of people have different types of meditation. My meditation is just, I'll wake up, close my eyes, focus on breath, try and not allow thoughts to come in. If they do, let them out, and just kind of notice the body and the breath. And I do that every day. Maybe I've been better at certain months or weeks of the year, but it's roughly like three, four years now, just about every day, little five, five, 10 minute, sitting, sitting in the bed before you get up and make coffee and stuff, just breath work,
1: focusing on the body stuff like that okay that's cool stuff and um do you have any any theories uh you know any any interesting things because i know i know uh <laughs> i want to go there you know um so like for example for me i read uh the power of now have, have you read uh-huh. that the, that book by eckhart Tolle?
0: no no it does okay. sound familiar but
1: yeah it's a pretty popular book in the like meditation space but um one of the things i would I, w- I would often think about was the whole construction of reality like how we construct reality through you know it's every everything's perception and i would think about like because i would meditate and i would feel the you know the the presence of like me just being fully present and um and in the book eckhart was talking about how you don't like everything is really everything is just the now, like everything comes through the now and and everything only exists in the now, so it's always it's always been the now it's always been we've always been present and except you know well so like for example like the your past is kind of like a construction of of you know it's like a memory, but then it, you know it can change you know it changes based off how you interpret it, you know or yeah your future, your future is also very well, um, based off like your current intention or, um, or like the, the perspective that you have like positive or negative. Um, so it really came, it really pushed me into this idea that, you know, time travel, I guess like time travel is kind of like this thing where you, you know, you could kind of time travel and in, in, in the reality, you can exit this space and, and see and perceive and visualize yourself in the future and really yeah. feel that and bring that feeling into the moment and then you could also for sure I know I know this for sure where you can go back into your past and like restructure your mind and redefine the meaning that you attach to a certain event and then that event will um will basically kind of you know if it's a traumatic event you can heal from it uh just through you know through the the redefin redefining and so by redefining it I mean and so the big connection, I guess I could connect this to dreams because um, oftentimes I healed through dreams. You know, I would have, uh, I would have an interesting experience where I would go back in my past. I would work with a memory and I, I I was lucid enough to like, to understand what was going on. And then when I would wake up, um, I would, I I would like redefine it. You know, I would really sit with it and, and work on on why I gave that meaning to the dream and the root. I think the dream, usually it speaks in meanings. And so the key is to, is the meaning that you attach to the event. So, um, you know, so I don't know. What do you think about that?
0: I a hundred percent agree. The importance like meditating has on you and then the way that dreams help you toy, flip, rotate, puzzle around with things. That's constantly what's going on in your head. Uh, it's for me, at least I played a lot of sports. So in my dreams, I dreamed a lot about balls, tennis balls, golf balls, Frisbees, basketballs, like, and all the time, these balls are supposed to symbolize this like orientation to the external, to the internal world. And the way that you solve problems, like you were saying, if you change the way you saw it in the past, you can affect the present. So if you can take an issue that you have in your head, and you can replay it in the future or project what it might look like for you, if you do certain steps that you need to do to achieve your dream, like you're trying to unlock that path, you're trying to twist it and turn it and flip it and move it, toy with it, play with it, you're trying to unlock it. And that's like, that's I can't remember exactly, but there's some connection between the word meditation, mathematics, and having to do with like flipping and toying and rotating it.
1: That's interesting. That's that's really interesting because that's how I explain meditation to people. Where where if you're able to observe it without the attached meaning that you have about it, you can really manipulate the situation to your, to your liking, like. Like does that does that make sense?
0: If you can flip it to your liking? Like if you can if you can orient the past or or if you can perceive the different possibilities, you can make those possible.
1: Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I I feel I feel like what we're what we're talking about is kind of like if you if you were to see if you were to see the meaning of something, um question the meaning that you attribute to love, for example and then instead of being so intimately connected to it because when you're um when you're when you're identified to the meaning you're you're stuck within the the box so you can't really manipulate the box you have to get out of it in order to rotate it collapse it readjust it so if you were if you're able to get into a meditative state you detach and when you're detached you are actually looking at the situation from a third person point of view and you're able to kind of you and that's when you're able to manipulate it, like rotate it and and like expand upon it or shrink it. Have you had an, an experience like that?
0: Being above the situation, being above the situation. Because
1: hmm. it's kind of like, um, you know, it's just meditation where you're like sitting and you're like you're thinking about something. And, and you that's where you kind of see the in, in problem solving is pretty helpful when when you're. Uh, When you're trying to, you know?
0: Okay, yeah. I experience that a whole lot because as a thinker, I create this like scaffolding in my head about how things are. Or I have all these kind of intuitive connections that aren't logical. And then whenever I open my mouth and words start to spill out and I try to explain the point, people either nod their heads and blank stare and they don't understand what I'm talking about or they get upset, or like the connection isn't made. So seeing it from this third point of view, I've been realizing how much I live in my head, how much I'm connected with like this imaginary landscape. And I am not making any darn sense to the ground. Like people have no clue what I'm talking about. And so dreams are helping me realize like, dude, you got to, you got to bring it down to like simple terms you got to bring it to meanings that people can understand you have to explain it in a better way you have to be practical examples so that people can connect with you because oftentimes i have these crazy ideas in my head and then if i let them out i spill them it just makes no sense or i alienate myself yeah All kinds of misconceptions
1: okay and do you do you so you're mentioning dreams do you lucid have you tried lucid dreaming
0: I have not tried you this <laughs> Okay.
1: yeah i I would I mean I did try I tried doing it I mean i I could I can do it but um you know it's a it's a conscious effort so I didn't see the point of doing it um there there is you know because I would do it and then and then I'd get the dream but you know I didn't know what to do from there like i I didn't see any point so I kind of stopped but dream interpretation is Super, super helpful for me. So, you know, are, do you plan on lucid dreaming or what's your idea on that?
0: I think I'm in your camp a little bit. I yeah. hear, I've, I've watched some people, I've talked to some people about it and I, I get like the kind of appeal, like it'd be great if I could fly around. But to be honest, I don't really know what the idea is. Like, I guess it's like a sensation have control, like ultimate control or something. I don't know. So it's, yeah. It,
1: I can, I can explain Well, it's basically, um, you're awake in your dream. So you're pretty aware that you are dreaming. And then now there's levels to it. Like if you can get to the level where you can control the dream itself, that's super hard, um, but there's been some interesting experiences. For example, like I've meditated within a dream and that's, that's really, it's really interesting. It's like a whole psych, it's like a psychedelic experience. Yeah. That
0: <laughs> yeah it
1: is and and there's other things like like taking psychedelics while within the dream or conversating with dream figures that is a good one that that <laughs> so th- you could do those things you know um and uh, i don't know how you like um what do you think about it? Does, does that help you know does that help with uh defining lucid dreaming
0: okay yeah uh, i get it uh, yeah I think that'd be cool. I mean, there's been some pretty rad dreams that I've been like, damn, that was like, I would not want to wake up from that or uh, if I could have done it just a little bit differently. Like, so I can definitely see I would, I'd be super interested in that. uh, What you're saying about like psychedelic experiences and like meditating. That's something that I haven't like fully mapped out. So I don't know. Like, yeah, it's like having a kid or. Okay. you won't know until you have it I kind of think so I
1: don't really have a reference point for that just so. yeah okay yeah I, um it's an interesting thing maybe you can check it out there's some things I know um right now your focus is you know mainly dream interpretation right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and so what are you planning on doing is that what your is that what your channel is moving towards really talking about um dreams or kind of, or how do you what, what do you have a uh, plan for that
0: uh for a good bit, like maybe a couple months, I really did want to just bring in, I I want to incorporate dreams. I want to incorporate the usefulness, the practicality of dreams, and like answer some of the questions about dream analysis. I used to want it to be like my channel focus, but I'm thinking more now. It's like, you know how you have content creators or influencers or creatives, and they just do it themselves they never look off of a script, they just they're creative, they have that creative potential, it just bubbles out of them. So, mm-hmm. dreams and dream interpretation I want it to be a, a source for creativity. So, when I think about making a story, um, producing something helpful for me and for other people, yeah, it's hard to go, okay, what's that inspiration? Where is it coming from? So, dreams for me and dream analysis for me. I'm taking it more of a subjective backseat for creative process and trying to sprinkle it in little taste to let people know, like this is where it comes from. Like if you want to do it like me or you want to experience spontaneity or creativity or whatever, like this is where I get it and I can show you how to do it. But like just trying to put that foot forward, I've found in my experience at work, talking to friends, talking to family, talking to colleagues, people they get a the bad taste in their mouth. So I'm like trying to put a good taste, trying to connect, trying to like use it as a tool of connection and not as like a beer tool. I don't know. Does that make sense?
1: Um people like they get turned off by the idea of just dream interpretation. Is that is that what you're saying?
0: We, yeah, like that at like when I was at Volkswagen going to work yeah. all day. Yeah. And you're working with like people and production and like society. And so anything that takes them away from that focus, it's kind of scary or it's uh it's off putting or it doesn't, you know, it's it's frightening.
1: No, yeah, I I understand it is strange for people.
0: Whenever I said earlier I suffer from the peculiarity of isolation. So I'm trying to heavily lean into some way of communicating, some way of like bridging gaps and making connections. And so dreams and dream analysis like dreams are specific to me like my dreams are specific to me so they're helping me out so i can use it as a connection tool like hey if you're experiencing these kinds of problems uh this is where i was at this is where i am now at this is how i fix my problem i can help you too or if you follow these steps you can solve it too as opposed to uh, attacking like you know how I said I used to get on my pedestal and like talk down to people. Yeah I used to do the same thing about dreams. I would like get on the pedestal and just start you know preaching at people. And so I think for me personally I have a bad tendency to preach. So I'm I would love to just preach dream analysis all day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah
0: I find it Bible as like a creative creative Force. outlet, a creative source. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um how do you how does how how do dreams make you more creative?
0: They make me more creative. It's pointing out the fact that I'm a broken record, but it's just been so hot in my memory this last week or so, is I want to get better at connecting. And we connect through storytelling, by movies, by animations, by myths. And I am understanding more about the creative process, about telling stories. And the biggest thing that I was misunderstanding, I think, is... I was creating videos that I thought I would want to watch that are cool for me and I'm proud of, but part of YouTube is YouTube, to like reaching more than just yourself, like helping making connections. And so I was, I was realizing that I wasn't making videos for an audience. I wasn't connecting with some principles, some basic principles. Like everybody wants to feel a sense of freedom, a sense of flight, a sense of, inner peace and harmony i should use that as a creative connection point i should build my story around that okay so it helps me to realize these principles that everybody connects to not just myself
1: okay um there there's been some some things where i've noticed that you know downloads you get downloads from dreams like i was you know i was looking like uh there's i mean dreams are pretty big first um there's like what's it called when you're falling asleep but you're not asleep um i forgot the name
0: yeah it's like a huh what are you off or daydreaming what?
1: yeah it's like well it's when you're it's like a specific state that you're in um so there's a stage of of where you're between wake and sleep and you do that when you're falling asleep and when you're waking up so within that state A lot of scientists and even like thinkers great thinkers would use that state to draw a lot of their inspiration but also their solutions from so um they would use their subconscious to help them figure out problems and then there was there's also just like the actual dream where there's times where the dream itself just talks to you and gives you the the answer directly or you know a lot of movies have been inspired from dreams for example or books or stories so um that's also you know another part of um of dreaming yeah of dream inspiring creativity Mm -hmm. for sure I do not know if you experienced any of of those kinds kinds of experiences you know just like like the dream you know you hear music in your dream or or you you see a a a story where you're like this would be a great video um oh yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean last night i was like I mean, I'm coming up with a video idea right now. And it's like, I read a book. I read Carl Jung's third book. And I recorded the video. I recorded me talking about the book. And I realized, like, this isn't going to land. And I wrote down in my dream journal, like, what am I going to work on tonight? Or like, what am I focusing on? What am I consciously trying to solve? And part of it's like making exciting titles and thumbnails and stuff like that. And so, I got this idea for my next video where I'm going to, I, I don't know, should I talk about it? I don't know. I'd really like to make the video before talking about it. I don't know. But yeah. basically, the dream, like me thinking about it, me wanting to solve a problem, me right. going, okay, I, I want to fix this. I want to make it great. If I do that before going to bed, I find that the problem is being fleshed out yeah the biggest thing that's ailing me during the day is being worked through in the dream
1: awesome yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah that's that's how it works right that's the subconscious at work right there in the background yeah i want i want people to be aware of that you know that um that if you have issues you know uh if you guys a problem trying to solve those i don't know whatever um you can consult with your subconscious to help you out um is there, is there anything else you'd like to mention, you know, something that you find important about dreams that people need to know?
0: Oh yeah. I got one thing for sure. I mean, I got super into dreams, started reading about it and I was like wanting to understand more. And at the beginning of this book, Carl Jung was writing a bunch about like compensation, compensation, compensation. Oh yeah. What's he talking about? Like, let's get to the meat and potatoes. Like, let's yeah. let's start looking at dreams. Let's get this thing going. And he spent like a, a big, huge, long, 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 long time explaining compensation. So I'll go over that um, for anybody who's kind of interested and kind of like help them bridge that gap. Right. So in biology or in your body, if you get too hot, your body compensates because you're too hot to make you colder by sweating. If you're too cold, your body compensates to make you a little bit warmer. You're trying to stay in the middle, not too much to the right, not too much to the left. You're trying to stay in the middle. So everything that the body does is trying to bring you towards the center. You're trying to compensate towards the middle. So dreams and your unconscious and things that you are being presented are a compensation to a extreme deficit view or an extreme overcompensation view it's trying to get you more towards the middle so some of the ways that manifests is like if you have a really good image of your father you really love your father he can do no wrong but maybe in reality he's not the best guy you may start seeing images of your dad being overly drunk or obscenely dressed or provocative or not. Like he has a negative connotation to him. The dream is trying to compensate to say, hey, take your dad down a peg. You have him too highly valuable. It's trying to compensate a one-sided point of view. So biggest thing about dreams is trying to compensate. So whatever you think about during the day, whatever you consciously are worried about, focusing on working towards angry about upset, um, excited about all these types of things. They're trying to compensate you towards a more stable, harmonious kind of like.
1: Yeah. And and that's information for you, you know, right? Like, yeah, big information for everybody right there where it's like, that's the key. The life is all about balance, right? So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: your dreams are, your dreams have goodwill right even though people don't want you know your subconscious has a goodwill <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: people think that you know they don't want to go into that they don't want to see the images they don't want to see the the, the things the disgusting yeah. parts but you know that's uh that's just humanity you know and and really um if you work towards that and and you'll get some information that will you know potentially change your life and um people can't be sleeping on that right um yeah <laughs> Yeah. So interesting talk. Um, um, I don't know if you have anything else to say you want to say,
0: uh, I'm I could just plug my account, but this is, this is what I expected. This was good. I'm glad we got to connect because, uh, it's lonely out there. It's good to talk to some people who are like-minded and want to work towards like a positive solution. So it's, it's yeah. really helpful to be on this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. thank you. Thanks for being on here. So, um, uh, yeah, where can people find you? Can you say that one, once again?
0: Yeah, I got a YouTube channel. It's called Deacon's Honest Attempts. We'll have, uh, links in it right now. I'm, uh, wanting to expand my experience, work with people. So if you want some kind of dream analysis, help, or just have some questions, shoot me an email at, uh, Deacon does Dreams at gmail.com. will help you out free of service. <laughs> awesome.
1: Awesome. Thank Volunteer you. Volunteer work. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it, it's uh it's helpful. It is. And and you'll get the expertise and I don't know, become a dream analyst. hopefully know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So uh that's it for today, guys. Um thanks for joining us on this episode on dream interpretation and, you know, just talking psychology here. Um mm-hmm. remember stay lucid and we'll see you on the next one.